You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. I am so glad that you tuned in today. You are in for a treat. We are talking about discipleship. We're walking through the nine ways that we measure discipleship around Carterville. And I have a special guest today. Chris Smith, our worship pastor, is going to be with us to talk about generosity. So, Chris, thanks a lot for coming. Thank you. I have some uh, big news, Chris. Okay. You are the guest for the 200th episode of the podcast. Well, how exciting is that? Yeah. So, I mean, we wanted to call out the big guns. We didn't want to do the <laughs> 200th episode just with anybody, right? So it's you, man. It's you. Well, hey, seriously, church family, thank you for listening to 200 episodes of, of daily devotions, of missions, partner updates, of testimonies. I hope that the podcast is a tool that allows our church family to follow Jesus together between Sundays. So thanks a lot for being with us today. And we are going to talk about generosity. So this is one of the ways that believers uh, of Jesus Christ are identified. So Chris, let's let's talk about generosity. Sure. Well, I want to start off by reading a, a, a passage of scripture that I think is very familiar to a lot of us. And it comes in comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. And it says, Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each man should give what he has decided in his heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And you might think initially, like when I first started reading that, why are you? Why are we talking about generosity and, and reading reading that scripture together? Um, because I, th- but I think that it all comes back to uh, our the, um, the 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 state of our heart when when we give and how we give. And I think that's uh, that verse of scripture to me helps to um, uh, to give us some just a, a groundwork and a framework for us to talk about generosity. I told you the last time you read that passage. Uh, with me while we were working on this, you know, uh, I told you that I see that sometimes, sometimes I'm generous on the outside, but I'm not as generous on the inside. You know, sometimes I'm giving, I'm generous, um, but I am giving, you know, uh, feeling a little bit compelled, you know, or, you know, with some restraint. And, and if God loves a cheerful giver, then I I wonder if generosity requires me to be changed some from the inside out. Absolutely. I was just, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I, I feel like for, for us, this is, this is as much a work of, of maturing us into, into more of what God wants us to be, because we don't all have this down all the time. Right. And so, you know, as Jesus has come in to forgive you of your sins and you've been born again, and his spirit is doing a good sanctifying work inside you. Like if you're like me and you're looking up to say, I'm not as generous as I want to be. I'm generous, but I'm not as generous as I want to be on the inside. Like what we want is not legalism or hypocrisy. You know, we don't want you to do it because you have to. We don't want you to pretend you're happy about it. We really want Christ to change us on the inside so that we're generous out of an overflow of God's spirit. Man, I love that verse. I'm really glad you started off with it. Yeah, well, I mean, when we talk about how generous should we be, that scripture tells us that uh, that we should give whatever our heart decides to give, not not what our mind or what our logic thinks that we can afford to give. And so I think that we should um, we should not give reluctantly and and we should not give out of be generous out of a, a sense of obligation because we have to. Uh, I think that our heart 
I think naturally as Christians, we're, uh, our, our heart should compel us to, to, to be generous. Yeah, Jesus said, from the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. And I just think, you know, if God has changed my heart, what if from the overflow of the heart, I also show generosity? That's where I'd love to be. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, uh, some areas that I think that we can talk about for just a minute are some areas where we can be generous. And so obviously the first thing that comes to our mind when we talk about generosity is our material possessions and money. You know, how can we, how can we give in that way? And so uh, I'll I'll read a scripture in 1 John chapter 3 verse 17 says, If anyone has material possessions and sees his brother in need but has no pity on him, how can the love of God be in him? And I know for me that that scripture speaks to... for a lot of Christians that, you know, even if, even if we don't feel like we're generous, we still see people in need and our, and our, and our heart goes out to them and we do have a desire. I think the Holy Spirit gives us a desire to want to, to help them in, in any way that we can. And that's obedience to the Holy Spirit at this point. Yeah. I mean, so if I've got the means to help a Christian brother who is in need, according to First John chapter 3, if the love of God is in me, it'll make itself known. Right by me helping that brother. All right, that's a good word. Absolutely. Another area that we can talk about is is generosity in our time. Uh, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 16. Let me get there real quick in my scripture. While you're flipping your pages, I'll say this. You know, I know that we say at the staff table sometimes that some of our church members, um, man, they they would rather part with money than time because they have so little. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're so they're so overcommitted. And I respect that. I just I'm glad you're talking about generosity with time because I think that's super super relevant sure. for our generation. He, Hebrews chapter 13 tells us, and do not forget to do good and to share with others. For with such sacrifice, God is pleased. And that's what it is. It is a sacrifice when we give of our time because people can always earn more money. They can always do something else, but but there's we have a finite amount of time. Yeah. And so if we're giving of that, that is very valuable. And I, it also says that... For, for us to help somebody, that's to do good, and that's what God has called us to do: is to to do good. Uh, one one other area is is to show generosity and the attention that we give to people and to to certain activities. It's easy for us to uh, to show somebody. Um, uh, how important they are just by showing them some attention. You know, if that's with your family, if it's putting down your phone for for a little bit while someone's in, mm-hmm. engaging with you, or if it's uh, or if it's giving some time to serve uh, here at church or in one with one of our mission partners, or to just serve a, a friend in the community. Uh, that's uh, I think that is good work that God God has called us to do. I haven't thought about this before, but you know, in a way. Um, for me to give you my attention, it means I have to take it off of myself for a few moments, mm-hmm. right? And really in generosity in every way, generosity is me funneling resources, time, attention, whatever, away from me and towards you, right? you know? And so for me, putting that phone down while that text message or email that I'm trying to respond to seems like the most important thing in the world right now, um, for me, you know, it really scratches an itch for me to solve this problem or make that person happy or whatever. Um, to be generous to you, in a way, I have to I have to 
redirect my attention from myself to you. Chris, that's pretty good. I like that. Thanks. Another area, and this is this is something really simple, is to use kind words. Be uh, be generous in our speech. Now, that doesn't mean to be generous so that we have to talk a lot. I'm good but, at that. Yeah, right. Uh, but at the same time, I didn't mean to, to agree too wholeheartedly on that. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> just, just kidding. Um, but kind words, you know, we often think when we, when we encounter someone or we think in our minds, man, I love this person because of this or because of this or because of what they're doing. And we often don't verbalize it, but mm. how powerful those words would be to, to actually verbalize those those thoughts to the person and to, to really build them up. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I, I think that's building up the kingdom when you're building up a fellow believer because of the um, the way to tell them that how positively you feel about them. Good word. Finally, my last area that we can be generous, and this is probably my favorite, and it is certainly relevant to me in this time as God continues to work in my life, uh, is that's to be generous with our assumptions. You know, we uh, we make assumptions all the time, and they can either be positive assumptions or they can be negative assumptions. And the, the thing about it is, is we don't know what someone's motivation is for for whatever they're doing. Um, but I think we would do better to always assume that their motivations are good and they're positive. Whereas, you know, nine times out of 10, they're good. And there might be that one time out of 10 that someone's motivation is not good. But I think our generosity to and, and our assumptions to say that, man, they've got our best intentions at heart. I think that will help us. And one of the things that I think that gives us is peace. Yeah. You know, when when I'm when I'm worried about someone, you know, if I worry that someone is is um, is is coming at me out of a, out of a, with negative motives, that doesn't give me peace and, yeah. I, and I don't sleep at night and I worry. But if, uh, if I think, man, they, they, they've got what's best for, for me or for our church or for my family, they, they, they're coming from a good place. I think that's a lot easier to, uh, to, to accept and to show grace and, and to assume the best in people. Yeah. So what I would generally call, Hey, give the person the benefit of the doubt, you know, in the terms of generosity, you're just being generous with grace. Mm-hmm. You're giving them the kind of grace you would want to get. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a good word, man. So as you imagine following Jesus around through the pages of the gospel as one of the apostles or his followers, uh, I believe that he instilled in them a unique kind of generosity. And and he was in several places in the gospel. uh, He was upset when Pharisees or Sadducees were not generous towards widows or the needy or the poor. And I just want to remind believers that, hey, generosity really is a sign. It's a mark that we are following Jesus. I think about Zacchaeus, you know, when Zacchaeus was saved, the first sign of his salvation is that he changed his relationship with his wealth, with his resources and became generous. You know, went from being greedy to generous. And so if that's the work that God's doing in your heart, let him do it. Thanks for sharing this podcast today, Chris. And I just want to challenge our church with it. Listen, this is the 200th episode. Congratulations. Yeah, I'm excited, (laughs) right? Way to go, Carterville. So let's share this. Like if this episode um, has been useful for you or you're thinking, hey, why don't you share with a bunch of people that you care about, make a few comments and uh, let's use the podcast to the glory of God. Thanks for tuning in today.